So the Rebbeinu Shmuel gave us a lot of Yom Tovim, Pesach, Shmuel Sukkot, Roshanim, Kippur, B'chol. But there are certain Yom Tovim that the Rebbeinu Shmuel kept the secret. Kept the secret only until the end of time. Only by the end of time, right before Mashiach comes, these Yom Tovim really become a little bit more nizgala. And Tu Mishvat is one of those Yom Tovim. Tu Mishvat is a bechin of Yomaisa Mashiach. So let's talk a little bit about what Tu Mishvat is, just for a few minutes. What the avoid of the day is. And by learning about it, you can catch ourselves to Mishizach, to the brachas of Tumishvat. So you know, every night by davening, by Mayrev, there's a lotion that we say, that the Rabbani Shalom is Meshanis Eitim, Umachlif is Azmana. The Rabbani Shalom changes Tkufis. The world history goes in such a way where it's not just like one day to the next day, one year to the next year, there's constant changes in the world. Changes in science, changes in technology, changes in mentality, in personality, in collective consciousness. Everything is, you know, and, and, and years ago, these changes came somewhat infrequently. Right? If you took a person that lived in Poland in the year 1000, and you put him in a time machine and fast forwarded him, you know, to the year, uh, to the year uh, you know, 1500, not much of a difference. Not much of a difference. And from 1500 to 1800, slight differences. But already the Rabbana Shalom, before Mashiach comes, things are moving extremely quickly. Sevil Nagoyen said, the Pasuk describes the coming of Mashiach as Bi'ita in its time I will hasten it. In its time I will hasten it, the Vilna Gaon said means that before Mashiach comes, you're going to see Mashanis Eden, Achlov says, Manim, every other year is going to be a whole new way of thinking, a whole new Yid, a whole new Mitzvah. And there is such a there is a, a problem with that. There is a difficulty in handling all these changes, changes within society, changes within the person. Which is that there is such a thing that a person, as these changes go on, you have to constantly be giving over the Yiddishkeit of the old to the new person. So the, one generation has a responsibility of giving over Yiddishkeit to the new generation. The older self is responsible to give over Yiddishkeit to the newer self. And there is a concern of sort of being left behind. Being left behind. Of trying to transmit Yiddishkeit to the newer generation and to the newer self. And sort of it not getting lost in translation of it feeling very old and archaic and not new. Not being able to give it over, sort of to be lost in time. There's a famous mice in the Gemara. It's one of the more mysterious stories. And it's a tubish about the Gemara. So the Gemara says a famous story about one of the one of the Amaroyim, the more mysterious Amaroyim, is Chani Amado, Chani the circle maker. So the Gemara says, is one of the is one of the, you know, Shirayim, of Nerevim, a little bit. And Chani Amado, the Gemara says, that for whatever reason, he fell asleep, took a nap somewhere, and he fell asleep for 70 years. The Gemara says in Tainus, he woke up after 70 years. And uh, he realizes that it's been 70 years. So he goes where he's supposed to go, to this Medrash. He goes to this Medrash and he sees obviously a whole new generation of Tamid Chachamim. And they're learning something. And one Talmud Chacham says a vart. And then the other Talmud Chacham says, Ah, and here in Shmaitzin, that's such a good vart. It was like, uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a pshat that you would have heard by the times of Chani Amagel. So Chani Amagel hears that. Oh. So Chani Amagel says, Ah no, Chani Amagel, guess who? I'm Chani Amagel. And they all laughed at him, Chani Amagel. He disappeared 70 years ago. Yeah, you're Chani Yemeshigna, you're Chani Amagel. I think Mar says he went around telling him, I'm Chani Amagel. And no one believed him. 
until the point where he became so alone and so in despair because of that, by Rachmi Umis, he davin, the Rabbanu Shushtekis Nisham, and he passed away like that. Ay Chavrus, Ay Misusa. So it's a Paldika story. But it's not just a story about Chalimagal. There is such a phenomenon that a person can be, can be stuck mm-hmm. in the past, right? And Chalimagal, the Chalimagal who's responsible to give over to the next generation or to the next side of his own self that is constantly shifting, constantly changing, and you're saying to the newer self, look, here's Yiddishkeit. And the newer generation or the newer person says to you, ah, I don't know what you're talking about, you're a, you're a machine, you're an ancient, you're a dinosaur. Comes the Yontav of Tubishvat. And the essence of the Yontav of Tubishvat is to give the Jewish people, to give the Jewish person the ability to give over Yiddishkeit despite and with What's too much So you know it's the winter, all the trees are dead. And trees are about giving over Paris. They're about giving over Paris. And the trees are dead. Comes to Mishvat, according to Chazal, to Mishvat is the day where the pair, where the trees begin to concentrate their energies to produce the pears for the next year. It means the Yantu of Tubishvat means that there's always going to be pears. That the tree of last year is able to give over pears for this coming year. That's the difference between a tree and a vegetable, right? Vegetable is kulei chiddush, but a tree is the old tree, but it's able to give over Paris in the new tkuf in the new year. That's the end of a tubishvat. This is vitally important for us, you know, because not only are we living in a tkuf before Mashiach comes, where everything is constantly changing, and the language and the psychology and just mishanasi the machvus is in is in is in hyper hyper speed, but we're also living in a country. We don't necessarily sometimes, you know, it's, it's hard to sometimes appreciate this, but we're living in a country that it's very, very hard also for Yiddishkeit to be given over over here in America. What do I mean? I, you know, listen, I'm not, I'm not so old. This is going to sound like an old man over here, but, you know, in Europe, right, the, the way it was over there, you're talking about, before the war, you're talking about kahilas that were living in the same soil that's been saturated with, with Tarin Avayda for a thousand years. A thousand years. So then already, even with the changes, but you're in an environment, Al-Kalpanim is the same Indian, the same place, the same atmosphere of a thousand years of Yiddishkeit. But then all of a sudden you come to America, and America is completely new. There's no, there, there was, there's no, no spiritual infrastructure here. I mentioned this once before, that, that the Balatanya, well, Balatanya said, Chazal said, when our Sinai took place, this expression, and Hashem says, and Chazal said, the words of Hashem spread to the whole world, Baltani said that was only in the world except for America. In the new country, the new world, right? The, the, the avir, the atmosphere, the purifying atmosphere of Harsina did not come to America. It was brought down by the tzaddikim. I mentioned this, that the, the very air of America is kashul shecha. It's kashul It makes a person forget the avir of America. Akhtekach, I mentioned this, that potatoes, right? Potatoes, which is native to North America, when it made its way to Europe, Many of the tzaddikim refused to eat potatoes because they felt it was kashal shechah. So some tzaddikim would dafka fry it in oil because oil is a school for zikara. So maybe it balances it out. Such a thing. And look, and we're in America, in, you know, not just America, but like America of America, and we're having a tubishvat dish. So, so there's got to be a way, by sechais, there's a way to overcome that Mishan Asita Machavah says, Manu, that's the Yantav of Tubishvat. So what's the secret of Tubishvat? 
It's vitally important to give over Yiddishkeit to our children, to give over Yiddishkeit to our newer selves, mm-hmm. Yiddishkeit to a new world, mm-hmm. to a new era, to a new tkufa, the transition from Golas to Gaula. Oh, the key is Tubishvat. So what's the secret of Tubishvat? Okay, the kids are. Every month in the Jewish year, as we know, is connected to a particular letter of the Aleph base. That's a call from the Sefer Yitzir, from the Book of Creation, going back to Avram Avinu. So the, Yontif, the month of Shvat, which is obviously shining with the Yontif of Tu B'Shvat in its center. So the, Yontif, the month of Shvat, the Sefer Yitzir tells us, is the letter Tzadik. The letter Tzadik. So what's the letter Tzadik? So the letter Tzadik, we know, equals Bigimachia 90. And 90 is a significant letter in Halacha. What I mean? Everyone knows it's relatively famous that a person, Chazal Murasakim, is such a halacha that a person has to make a hundred brachas a day. But there's maybe a little bit less known halacha, but it's the essence of Tubishvat, that a person has to make 90 amins a day. A hundred brachas and 90 amins. The letter tzaddik is the secret of the word amin. Tzaddik ve'emunasa yichya. Tzadik Bamunas Yechit, Tzadik lives with his faith, the word Amun, as the word Amin. Tzadik Bamunas Yechit, Tzadik lives with Amin. The secret of Amin, Amin is the secret of being able to transfer a bracha from one person to the next. You understand? One guy makes a shahakal, and the other person says Amin. So on some level, the shahakal of person A just went to person B. In other words, they're different people. And Ruvain, this per, you know, person A needed to make a bracha, and person B does not have a cup of water. And so how do you get over that gap? How do you transfer? How do you travel over that chasm? How do you, how do you handle Mishanasi, the Machavazazmanim? That's the secret of Amin. According to the Menorishayim, Amin is not just something that you respond to a bracha. Amin makes it as if you said the bracha yourself. And it's amazing, because usually, if you're not obligated in a bracha, you're not allowed to make a bracha, right? It's a bracha of you don't. You can't just not make a shahakal if you don't have a cup of water to drink or you're not, make, you're not eating something, right? You don't make a shahakal like that. But you could say an omen to a shahakal even though you're not drinking. So even in, even halacha that puts up a barrier and says, this bracha shall not pass. This bracha cannot move to that next person. It cannot move beyond this line. Omen says, yes it can. Amin says that all the mechitas, all the barriers that say our Sinai ended by the Atlantic Ocean, Amin says, no, it can make its way. It's okay. Tzadik ve'monos yechid. That's why it's the, it's the word tzadik. Tzadik, who's the, who's, the, who's the part of the Jewish soul that is the embodiment of the Midah tzadik? It's Yosef. The word tzadik means the ochid b'shemai v'ara. The tzadik is Yisoyed Oilam. Tzadik is the one that unites heaven and earth. Heaven means heaven and earth means two separate places, two separate kufas, two separate universes. And as Chazal say, there's a decree from heaven that heaven can't go to earth and earth can't ascend to heaven. But the tzaddik is Yisoyed Island. Tzaddik is Ochid Bishmayavara. The tzaddik unites heaven and earth. The tzaddik is the secret of Amin. This is why Yosef Tzaddik is able to trans- transmit himself to his children in such a way that no other shevet can. Every other shevet gives over Yiddishkeit to their children, but their children are not shvatim. But Yosef gives over Yiddishkeit to Menashe and Ephraim, and they become like the father Mamish, Kipshutah, they become shvatim. Yosef HaTzadik is the secret of Tzadik, the Menashe Yichya, of literally transferring the bracha from person A to person B without, without missing a beat. Is getting over this gezerah of Machlev HaZazmanim, Mishanezit HaMachlev HaZazmanim, to get over those barriers that although Halacha dictates that bracha can't transfer, Amin says it can 
And the, the month of Shvat is shining with the letter Tzadik. The Kayach of what? The Kayach of Yosef Tzadik. To unite heaven and earth, to break through all those barriers. And the tree of last year is able to produce pears this year. So in order for us to be able to yokasher ourselves with this Indian of being able to be pirates together, of being able to break through all barriers and allow a Yiddishkeit of the old to be transferred to the new without skipping a beat, without feeling archaic, without looking at Chani Madal and saying, ah, it's not a Meshugana. We have to yokasher ourselves to this Sugi of Amin. What's the site of Amin? It's the Amin, the 90 Amin today. But there's one more key, and then we'll be able to explain very passionate. One more key. In that story of Chaniyam Adol, we also find a mysterious thing in that story that it seems to be a theme in the story and maybe even the reason why Chaniyam Adol sleeps for 70 years and wakes up and is not able to handle the new Tkufa. The Gemara says, as a to that story, the Gemara says that Chaniyam Adol was walking down the street and he sees a person planting a tree. What type of tree was he planting? He was planting a boxer tree, a carrot tree, Kharov which is one of, the, one of the fruits that we celebrate on Tu Bishvat. See, every, all, the, all the fruits that we celebrate on Tu Bishvat, they're Chalavu the seven fruits of Eretz Yisrael, which is not so difficult to understand how do you appreciate those fruits. They're delicious, they represent Eretz Yisrael, it's But the one fruit that we celebrate on Tu Bishvat, that doesn't make any sense, but it's the secret of Tu Bishvat. It's the Sayyid Shabbat Sayyid, is the Karab, is the Boxer, is the Kharav. So Mar says, Chalim is traveling and he sees a Yid planting a carob tree. And he says this Yid, Rabbi Yid, don't you know that when you plant a carob tree from the beginning, it takes 70 years for it to produce fruits. You're not going to see it. This person was already an older person. Most likely he's not going to live 70 years. So the person says, you're right, it's not for me. But when I came into the world, my grandfather planted for me a boxer tree. And so that's what I'm going to do for my grandkids. I'm going to plant a boxer tree for my grandkids. And says the Gemara, with that, Chodimago went to take a nap, and he wakes up, v'chul, the rest of the mice. It means in Pnimi is... It was because of Chani Amagos, again, on his madrega, we can't say anything about Siddiquim like this, but on his madrega there was a little bit of a lack of covet, of a lack of respect, a lack of chashivas to the boxer tree. Because of that, he wasn't able to transfer and to, and to handle the Meshanasit Machlos as mana. So the Kayach of Amen is the ability to get over, to get over that barrier, to move from one Tukufa to the next, from one person to the next, to unite heaven and earth, to be the tzaddik. But the key of that is to be mashiv the boxer tree. To be mashiv a charev, a boxer. Okay, so what does a boxer have to do with Amin? What does Amin have to do with Tubishvat? When the world am I talking about? Okay. So it's like this. I'll give you a mashiv. If a person has a certain idea in their head, maybe it's a complicated idea, right? It's a sophisticated idea. So if you understand it properly, then you should be able to give that over. You should be able to give that over. But even with understanding the concept, whether it be, whatever the thing might be, whether it be a business idea, whether it be a mathematical idea, whatever, scientific, whatever the, the, the muscle is, whatever the seichel is, you should be able to give it over to anyone as long as the person you're giving it over to has the same or relatively the same level of intelligence as you, or a similar background, speak the same language. So such a person, like I could, I could take something that fits in my seichel, I could put it into his seichel. But if you want to take an idea, Lamashal, that's sophisticated, and maybe even a little complicated, and give it over to a child, or maybe not a child, someone that's just, that thinks different than you, thinks different than you, has a different background, just his brain, 
is wired differently than you. That it's going to be very difficult to take that seichel in your head and just to give it over to him. It's not going to work. It doesn't fit. Either because the seichel is not as big as yours, or it's just different than yours. The only way to be able to take a seichel, an idea that's in your head, and to give it over to anyone else's seichel, bigger, smaller, different, is not only if you understand the idea well. You can understand the idea very, very well, but you still can give it over. The only way is to be able, is only if you are able to distill that idea to its most basic, elemental, raw essence. Or what's called by the Svarim, a tzuru mufshetes. If you're able to take the idea and pull away all of the garments, and all of the expressions, all the, the particulars, and get down to the very raw essence of the Indian, that's called mastering the Indian. That's called mastering the idea. And once you've, once you've conquered, once you've touched, and once you've identified the soul of the Indian, and now, now it's just a matter of finding the right levushim, finding different garments to clothe that neshama, that essence, and once you have the essence, you can find an entire wardrobe worth of clothing in order to package it for anyone. For example, the person in our, in our people's history that's considered to be the wisest of all, right? Who's the Chacham Yikol Adam? Melech, right? So in the book of Kehelis, what does it say? In the book of uh, yeah, Kehelis, also Mishlech, the, the Chacham of Shlema, the wisdom of Shlema is described, and how, how great he was in wisdom is what? Is that he was able to give... 3,000 Mishalim for one idea. That he was able to take an idea and give 3,000 parables for it. So what's the Indian of Shlom Amel being able to give a mashal like that? 3,000 mashals to one idea. The answer is, is because that reveals the mastery of Shlom Amel over the particular idea. But not just Tom, that he understands it very well and all of its ins and outs. He was able to reveal the Tzurim of Shetas, the very essence, the very the very in our, the, the very essence of the, of the idea that you even can't articulate, that you can't even talk, the undressed, naked, raw essence of the Indian. And once Shalom Melch was able to identify that and take away all the layers and get to the kishkas of it, but the deepest kishkas, then he could take any levushim and put on it in order to give it to a bigger seichel, to a lesser seichel, to a child, to a person different. Once you get to the core essence, you could have a person that understands Yiddishkeit extremely well. The concept of Yiddishkeit is understand, understood to him extremely well. He knows all the ins and outs of every piece of Gemara, every Shas, every piece of Shas, every Rishon, every part of even Sivir Machshav and Sivir Kabbalah. It's not a Nigler Nister Shmuz. A person could, could have a, a full Tfisa on the Seichel of Torah. And that person can give it over to what? To someone that is like-minded to him. And has the similar you know, mental capacity as him, and a similar way of thinking as him. But the person will be unable to give over that seichel of Yiddishkeit to someone smaller, or even someone bigger, or just simply someone different. The only way to give over authentic Yiddishkeit to a new person, to a smaller person, to a different person, in such a way where it doesn't lose its identity, but at the same time, fitting seamlessly and perfectly in the new person with the new seichel, with a different seichel, is if only you were able to get to the very core, the very essence, the tzurim of shetas, the very un, unnameable, 
unspeakable soul of all souls of Yiddishkeit. When you get to that very essence, then it's just a matter of packaging. And you can package it in any sort of way. What is the soul, what is the essence of Yiddishkeit? See, by its very definition, you can't say it, right? Because once you say it, then already you gave a certain clothing to it, and then already it's packaged in a certain way. The very essence of Yiddishkeit is nothing more than Hashem's name. It's Hashem Himself. It's that feeling in the soul of being deeply connected to something bigger than you. Of feeling a feeling that you were sent here for a reason, you know? And feeling that you were sent here, that, that whoever sent you is still sending you. It's, you, you can't articulate it. It cannot be articulated. But once a person touches it, then you could find it in every, every packaging. Every packaging. And then you can have a person that looks like this type of yid. And you have a person that looks like that type of yid. Not, not, I'm not the point of view of you guys, but understand. Any background, any age, any way of thinking. Once the tzaddik is, a, is able to identify the essence, then he's able to give it over in a way that shavu l'chol nefesh. Shavu l'chol nefesh. Chazal say about Moshe Rabbeinu that kol mashatam b'vasek asa l'chadish every idea that would ever be by an authentic Jewish mind, whether it be the greatest of all to the smallest of all, Moshe Rabbeinu knew and Moshe Rabbeinu gave over. How did Moshe Rabbeinu give it over? Moshe Rabbeinu said over every kveger. Moshe Rabbeinu said over every kasha that a fifth grader is going to ask in, 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 in class. No. But Moshe Rabbeinu is the embodiment of the very essence, the Tzuru of Shetas, the, un, the naked essence of Yiddishkeit. And once you are a Morda Asra of that naked essence of Yiddishkeit, then it's just, it's just, it's just Purim costumes. Okay, so sometimes it looks like this, sometimes it looks like that. So now you're learning, you know, whether it be Helchus uh, Moksa or a piece of Eitzchayim. It's an Afkamina. It's a Lukus. It's a lukus, it's divinity. It's just, it's just the pulsation of God's essence. So does it really make a difference what sogi you're learning? Does it make a difference what mitzvah you're doing? Does it make a difference where you are, what you are? It's an afkamina. It makes an afkamina when an old person is, when, when, the, when Torah and Yiddishkeit is defined by the, by the costume, when it's defined by the levushan, then it's stuck. It's stuck in that, in that, it's frozen in time, and you can't transfer it unless you become someone old. But if you don't want to become old, if you want to become young and remain young and always continue on and acknowledge then you have no choice but to identify and to search for the Tzirum of Shetas, for that naked essence of Yiddishkeit. Only then can you find Yiddishkeit in all places at all times. This is the secret of Amen. What is a person saying when they make a Shahakal, when they make a Burr creates? They're thanking Hashem for fruit. Or they're thanking Hashem for a cup of water. Thanking Hashem for a pomegranate, for mezainas. But if that's what the bracha is, then that's only true for someone that's, ma- that's eating a cookie. If you're not eating a cookie, then you can't say mezainas. But you know what Amin is? Amin is Begimachi at Sadi Aleph 91. And 91 is Begimachi, the word Elon, which means a tree. Like I said, Tuvashvat is the secret of what? Of the old tree giving over new pears. And 91 is also the Gemashi of Yudke Vavke plus Adnai. Because Amen is saying that although it looks like on the outside that person, person A that made a bracha, he's thanking Hashem for a cookie, 
But that's not the term of Shetis. That's not the essence of what he said. That's the packaging of what he said. Do you know what really he said? What really he said by making a Mazoinus is that he's, that he's acknowledging and expressing that the infinite God of Havaya is tangible and experiential in the name Adnai. That's what he said. That the Rabbani Shloilam, who is infinite, is able to be experienced in a finite world by eating a cookie. He's not talking about cookies. When the guy made a brach, he's not talking about cookies. He's talking about Shemus Akdash. That's what he's talking about. And the Amen that the person says is identifying the very core, the very essence of what the brach was really about. Which is about the person expressing his amuna and his confidence that every piece of this world, as physical as it might be, is in truth just an extension of the Rabbani Shalom's gift to us, which is himself. And so the essence of a brach is nothing more than Havaya Adnai, that an unknowable God making himself known to us through things of this world. That's what a bracha is. And when you get to its core, that concept of a bracha, of the Rabbani Shalom allowing himself to be known and identified, is always true. Whether you're eating a cookie or whether you're not eating a cookie. You see what Amin does. When you get to the kishka of it, then it's always applicable. So the person that says the Amin, it's as if he said the Mezayinist, but, but he's saying the essence of the Mezayinist. And this is what it means, this is the secret of the carib, of the boxer. The word boxer in Hebrew, what it's called by Hebrew is charuf. What is charuf? It comes from the word what? Churban, which means destruction. The word churban is usually not a nice word, right? We use it you know, on a churban. But you know what churban means in Pneumius? Churban means getting down to its core. That's what a churban is. A churban means you're removing all the superficial layers. Then until that moment, you've identified the thing based on the layers. Charev means to get to the, the tzurim of Shetis, the unnameable, the unknowable soul, soul of souls. Chazal says such a thing, the Rebbe made the world in such a way that the world is 6,000 years, right? This era is 6,000 years. And then after that, there's a thousand years of Chad Charev. A thousand years, our school probably translates it as a thousand years of desolation. Chazal say what it's going to be during those thousand years of Chorban. The Tzadikim are going to grow wings, Chazal say. And they're going to be tussing, they're going to be flying between heaven and earth. You understand the mystery of that thousand years? That thousand years is about a transitional era. It's about a millennia of transition from this world to Olam Haba, to Tchiyas Mason, to even beyond Tchiyas Mason. And the transition is only possible when the Rebbe doesn't want to just destroy things and start again. It's about a transition. That thousand years is the secret of Tubishvat. That's a thousand years of Tuvishvat. That's a thousand years of identifying the very core, very essence of existence itself. And when you've identified the very core of existence, you're able to bring that core with you wherever you go, in whatever packaging you experience. During those thousand years that Tzadikim are unifying heaven and earth, they're the secret of the Boxer tree. It's the secret of Tuvishvat. It's the secret of the Tzadik that's Oche Bishmayabar that unites heaven and earth. In order to bring Yiddishkeit to America, in order to bring Yiddishkeit to the new self, in order to bring Yiddishkeit to the Paris of Tavshin Pei Gimel, then you cannot just take the Yiddishkeit of Tavshin Pei Beis. You cannot take the Yiddishkeit of the Altaheim. It doesn't work. The only way to take the Yiddishkeit of Altaheim, or the way to take the Yiddishkeit from Tavshin Pei Beis to Tavshin Pei Gimel, or the Yiddishkeit of Sunday into Monday, is if only in between you travel through the boxer tree. If you travel through the boxer tree and you say to yourself, 
all of my avoida and all of my Yiddishkeit and everything I've known, what is it truly about? What's its unnameable, unknowable essence? What's the Amen of it? When you identify the Amen of it and you've been machrivit, it, you've brought it to a place of Chorban, but not Chorban of destruction, Chorban of identifying its core, then now you could bring it to the next era and there's no change really. It's just Levushin. It's just Levushin. It's just getting ready for Purim. That's all it is. Just getting ready for Purim. Because what's Purim is the same minion. Who are you? Whoever you are, you're the same person. You're in costumes. That's the secret of Tuvishva. The way to give over Yiddishkeit to our children, the way to give over Yiddishkeit to ourselves, the way to give over Yiddishkeit to every, every person in this generation is only by getting to the kishkas of Yiddishkeit. That's the only way, that's the only way, because Har Sinai, Har Sinai means all the packaging of Yiddishkeit. And like the Baltanya said, Har Sinai didn't come here. So then how, so how's, this, how's this possible? So the only way is because, yes, the packaging of Har Sinai might not have made its way to, to here. But the very core, the very essence of Yiddishkeit, the very essence of reality itself is, of course, everywhere. And when you get to that core, then it's all good. It's all the same. It's all the same. I wanted to say a story. I was hoping everybody would put a story in my head. I don't know. The only story I can think of right now is a story that I said uh, this past shot this afternoon by, uh, by the Kiddush. So those that, that were here, that, that, that heard that, those that haven't heard it yet, okay. It's will be something new. It's nice that the Beis Yisrael, the Gereva, so long story short, it's not such a long story to begin with, through this, but anyway, the uh, the, the base Yisrael, Yisrael, so Yidin would come to the Gay Rebbe, and uh, they would come with Kvitlach, right? They write a Kvitl, give it to the Rebbe, fine. And so, you know, some people go in and they're well prepared. So they have their pen, their paper, they have their Kvitlach all written up, maybe it's like their third version, you know? And then you have a lot of, probably most people, they go there and then they see other people writing a Kvitl, and they're like, oh, I, I should write a Kvitl. And then they start looking for a pen and paper. They can't mm-hmm. find it. So this is what happened a lot by the Basie Stroll. And there was always a shortage of pens and papers. It was always a balagan. So there was one particular chassid. And he decided that he's going to be menadiv. He's going to donate. He's going to buy expensive stationery and a lot of nice pens. And there's always going to be a supply of pens and papers by the Rebbe's desk. And anyone that needs a kvit, it's going to have. It's not going to have to be, it's not going to have to be hefka like that. So fine. He gets the nice stationery. Presents it to the rabbi. Some people like surprising. You know, some people don't like surprises. In this case, the person should not surprise the rabbi a bit. But uh, he decided to surprise the rabbi. So he goes to the rabbi. Oh, rabbi, here's going to be the paper. It's going to be gvaldic. If you're going to write turtles on this, it's fine. So the rabbi looks at it. It's nice paper. The rabbi says, but what's this thing on the top of the right corner? What is that? So he says, that's based on Machdalah. So the rabbi says, Maybe next time, like, leave that out. It's a little strange. Why would you leave out based on to do such a thing. The Rebbe said, Amuna has to be in your own handwriting. It's in your own handwriting. You can't have a pre-printed Amuna. If Amuna is pre-printed, that's an old Chaniyam It's an old Chaniyam And that doesn't translate. It doesn't translate. When you sit down to write a kvittel, 
at that moment, whatever Amunah means at that moment, that's what you're writing. But a printed based on Machdalah, that was the Amunah of when it was printed. But now it's no longer the moment that it was printed. It's to be current. It's to be current. Rabbi Nachman said famously that he doesn't want to have old Hasidim. He wants young Hasidim. What does that mean? Second, so get some gray hairs out. That's not what it means. But it means that the Amuna of a Yid has to be handwritten at that moment. Not something old. Not something, not something from 70 years ago. But the essence of 70 years ago to be translated for right now in current events. Amuna, Bitochen, Yiddishkeit, Echad, Yochad, Miuchad. That's the essence of Yiddishkeit. When you get to the essence, then it's Shavu Mashra Kadmago. Hashem should bless each and every one of us. To be able to identify the very core, the very essence of who we are, the very essence of Torah, the very essence of Yiddishkeit, and get to that place. That's where all brachas come from. That's where all payers come from. Hashem should bless each and every one of you. With Shefa, Bracha, Natslacha, each and every one of us. With Paris, Mesukim, Benoyim. To raise children, they should be able to see the Mashiach's King of Racham and be as called Zedek, Mayor of Mano Amen. 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 Amen.